0: Log Talk Radio speaking right now when God shows up he speaks he moves why don't you lift up your hands right now somebody's going to leave encouraged tonight that heavy burden is lifting right now that thing you're facing is leaving right now you're getting your victory right now come on lift up your hands somebody who needs to be encouraged right now your faith is returning to you your joy is coming back to you
1: Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you on tonight, Lord God. I thank you for how you're going to move on tonight, God. I thank you for everybody that's present here on tonight, God, whether they're on the phone lines or whether they're online, whether they're listening. To the podcast, Lord God, however they're listening, Lord God, I thank you for them, God, and I ask that you bless them tonight in a mighty, special way on tonight, God. Use me to your benefit, however you see fit. In the name of Jesus, I give you the glory, I give you the honor, and I give you the praise. So God be the glory. Amen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Prolific Fire, everybody. I am your humble host, Prophet Stacy. Thank you for taking the time to join me on tonight. As I always say, I pray that the word of the Lord will be a blessing unto you. Let's get right into it for tonight. Tonight's foundational text is a very familiar one, but I chose to read it from the Passion Translation because I just think to Because I just think it's beautiful from the Passion Translation. It reads a little different, but it's still familiar. And as I said, I just think it's beautiful from the Passion Translation, the TPT. It's about the woman with the issue of blood. Everybody knows that story. It's Mark 5, verses 25 to 30. Mark 5, 25 to 30. TPT. Now, in the crowd that day was a woman who had suffered horribly from continual bleeding for 12 years. She had endured a great deal under the care of various doctors, yet in spite of spending all she had on their treatment, she was getting worse instead of getting better. When she heard about Jesus' healing power, she pushed through the crowd and came up from behind him and touched his prayer shawl. She touched his prayer shawl, for she kept saying to herself, if I could touch even his clothes, I know I would be healed. As soon as her hand touched him, her bleeding immediately stopped. She knew it, for she could feel her body instantly being healed of her disease. She knew at once someone had touched, Jesus knew at once that someone had touched him, for he felt the power that always surged around him had passed through him for someone to be healed. He turned and spoke to the crowd, saying, who touched my clothes? Again, that's Mark 5, verses 25 to 30 from the TPT. Have you ever been forced? to have a private moment in public. Have you ever been forced to have a private moment in public? Here in tonight's foundational text, the woman with the issue of blood is having a private moment with Jesus. She's having a private moment with Jesus in public. Now, it was just not a private moment, but it was also a stolen private moment because she wasn't even supposed to be there. Society had labeled her unclean because of the issues she was having. Society had labeled her unclean because of the issues she was having and told her to stay away. Don't come in contact with anyone, too, would be considered unclean. She was to stay away from everybody, and if she came in contact with anybody, they, too, would be considered unclean. For reference, see Leviticus 15, verses 19 through 23 from the NIV. But she touched Jesus. Here's the thing. But she touched Jesus and he's touched her. So that makes me wonder how many people in the crowd looking before they really knew what had happened thought Jesus was now unclean too. You know how people are, they don't even have a full story about what's going on. they just looking. Looking at what's going on. Not knowing fully what's happening. They come up with their own conclusion. So I wonder that day how many people are looking before they really knew what happened. Thought Jesus was unclean now too because he let her touch him. He didn't try to stop her. He let her touch him. So He came in contact with her the same way she came in contact with him. I know there was some in the crowd thinking. that I know there was some in the crowd thinking that. You know why? Because people don't mind prejudging other people. I know that there was some in the crowd thinking that Jesus was unclean, because he had came in contact with this woman and let this woman touch him. You know why? Because people don't mind. Prejudging other people. They don't even know why your issue is what it is. They don't even know why your issue is what it is. But yet they got something to say. So no doubt they said what they said about Jesus. They called him unclean. Yes, they did. But it's not like Jesus cared about what they were saying. And many of us, we need to get just like Jesus. I'm already there. I don't care. I got the I don't care. Some of y'all need to get the I don't care. Get like Jesus. Don't care about what they're saying. But it's not like Jesus cared about what they were saying. Touching her so that she could be healed meant that he now too was unclean, just like her. Guess what? Jesus was just fine with that. The Jesus we serve was just fine with that. In Luke 5. Verses 12 and 13, Luke five twelve 12 and 13, NIV, the Bible says that while Jesus was in one of the towns, a man came along who was covered with leprosy. When, Jesus saw, when he saw Jesus, he fell with his face to the ground and begged him, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. So what did Jesus do? So what did Jesus do? Y'all remember back in the day, they had that little slogan. It was on bracelets and everything. W-W. What would Jesus do? W-W-J-D. What would Jesus do? So here here is a question. What did Jesus do? He reached out his hand and touched the man. He reached out his hand And touch the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. Somebody say, there he goes again. Somebody say, there he goes again. Touching the unclean. Putting himself at risk. There Jesus goes again. Touching the unclean. Allowing himself to be touched. Putting himself at risk. Can you imagine how talked about Jesus would be in our current society today? If he was still here physically as a man, can you imagine how they would be talking about him? It would go something like this: I know he ain't walking around touching people, putting himself at risk with all this COVID and stuff in the air. Who does he think he is? He think he's Jesus? Who does he? Who does he think he is? Can you just imagine the criticism he would face for being willing to touch what most people wouldn't dare touch? Not even if it meant healing the other person. They wouldn't dare touch the situation. They wouldn't dare touch your issue. They wouldn't dare touch your sickness, your disease. Not even if it meant healing you. Not even if it meant healing that other person. And let us not forget what the Bible says about touching a dead body in Numbers 19. Oh, let us not forget this one. Whoever touches a human corpse will be unclean for seven days. Whoever touches a human corpse will be unclean for seven days. Numbers 19 and 11 from the NIV. But Jesus did that too. Come on, y'all. Jesus did that too. Remember J. Jairus' J. 12-year-old daughter? Remember Jairus' 12-year-old daughter? Some people came from his house and told him that she was dead. Mark 5. Verse 35 NIV. So what did Jesus do? First of all, the Bible says Jesus heard what they said, and he said to Jairus, don't worry. First of all, Jesus heard what they said, what they came from his house and told him. They told him she was dead, and Jesus overheard that. And he told Jairus, her father, don't worry, just have faith. That's a word for somebody. Don't worry about your child. I don't care what people are saying. I don't care what the teachers are saying. I don't care what the doctors have said. Don't worry about your child. Just have faith. Mark 5, verse 36 from the CV. In other words, you can't be worried about what people are saying and have faith too. But, love, you can't be worried about what people are saying and have faith too. Don't you know people are going to talk regardless whether they have something to talk about or not? They will make up something. That's just how bad people want to talk. They just want to talk, want to hear themselves talk. And, and then, before you know it, a lie is it. But don't worry about none of that. You can be worried about what people are saying and have faith, too. It's one or the other. Don't worry. Just have faith. The TPT translation says, But Jesus refused to listen to what they they were told, and said to the Jewish official, Jairus, don't yield to fear. All you need to do is keep on believing. That's a word for somebody. Don't yield to fear. I don't know what you're facing on tonight, but don't yield to fear. All you need to do is keep on believing. Mark 5, verse 36 from the TPT. Again, the TPT is the Passion Translation. Then Jesus went to Jairus' house. Then he took it up on himself to go to Jairus' house. And you know it. You know what happened. He touched the girl. Then he go again. He touched the girl. He touched the girl that the people had pronounced dead. He took her by the hand, which means he touched her. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha Kumai, which means, little girl, I say to you, get up. He said, Talitha Kumai. Which means, little girl, I say to you, get up. Mark 5, verse 41 from the NIV. So Jesus coming in personal contact with the one he had been assigned by the Father to help while on this earth was nothing new. Remember, the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. So this situation that Jesus was being accused of, crowd, is nothing new. Jesus coming in personal contact with the one he had been assigned by the Father to help while on this earth was nothing new. And if him caring enough about you and me that he would let himself get personally involved with our issues, with our pain, with our sickness and diseases and our infirmities and risk being called unclean because he had the nerve, because he had the nerve, he had the compassion to touch us when others didn't even want us nowhere around them. People didn't want this woman around them, this woman with the issue of blood. They didn't want her around them. It had been passed in the the law that she was to stay away from people as long as she was unclean, bleeding like that. But he, he let her touch him. He let her touch him. He could have stopped it, but he let her touch him. She touched him, and he touched her because he permitted it. And if that's what if and if that's what makes him unclean and if that's what if that's what makes him an unclean Jesus, then guess what he's an unclean Jesus that I'm proud to serve that's right if that's what makes him unclean if that's what makes him an unclean Jesus, then guess what he's an unclean Jesus that I'm proud to serve. Think with me now you know I like to make you think on proify you. didn't the Bible say. Correct me later if I'm wrong, but didn't the Bible say anyone to approach God must believe both that he exists and he cares enough. Here's that phrase, he cares enough to respond to those who seek him. I mean, it's right there in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5 and 6 from the Message Bible. It's right there in Hebrews 11, 5 and 6 from the Message Bible. Beloved, I came to politify tonight to let you know he cares enough to respond. Somebody, I know you've been crying out to the Lord for some time, and I came here to politify tonight to let you know he cares enough to respond. He's not like some people you know. He cares enough to respond, he cares enough to reach out to you and touch you. Regardless of what people say, he cares enough to reach out and touch you. He cares enough to touch you and just let people talk while you are getting healed. He cares enough to touch you, to let himself be touched by you and just let people talk while you are getting the healing that you need. Because nothing they said, check this out, because nothing they said was going to stop Jesus from being Jesus. Just like nothing they say about you is gonna stop you from being you. So stop taking what they say about you to heart because nothing they say is gonna stop you from being you. Just like nothing they said about Jesus that day stopped him from being Jesus. He had an assignment to do when he was on this earth and he did it. The woman in tonight's foundation test got healed from a personal encounter she had with Jesus. That just happened that just happened to be in public. It was a personal encounter with Jesus that changed her whole life, that healed her body and just changed her whole life. It was a personal encounter with him that just happened to be in public. And, of course, there was some talk in the crowd. But, again, if that's that's what makes him unclean, then so be it. If that's what makes him unclean, then so be it. Somebody, if Jesus is not clean enough for you, Somebody, if Jesus is not clean enough for you because he's a high priest who the Bible says is not unable, he's not unable, meaning he is able to understand and sympathize and have shared feelings with our weaknesses and infirmities. According to Hebrews 4 and 15, 15, the AMPC, the Amplified Classic Bible, if that's what makes Jesus not clean enough for you, Hear me. Hear me good. If that what makes Jesus not clean enough for you, and you want to keep going to churches where the pastor can't fear you, they can't even pick you up in the spirit and minister to your needs, then so be it. You want to criticize Jesus for touching people, for healing their, for healing their situations, healing their issues, but yet you'd rather go to a church where they can't fear you. They can't pick up in the spirit and minister to you, to minister to your needs. You've been there for years. And nothing in the past they said has ministered to your needs. they can't feed you. that's cause they can't feed you. They can't pick you up in this but yet you want to criticize Jesus because he saw her situation. He saw her before she touched him, he already knew, and he let him- t- he let himself be touched. She touched him, and he touched her, and she she got her healing, and he permitted it to go forth. And if that makes him unclean, then glory to God, I serve an unclean Jesus, and I'm proud about it. But you, if you want to keep going to doctors who are afraid to touch you because of COVID, but yet Jesus is unclean because he touched a few people who needed him, then so be it. This message ain't even for you. Then so be it. Tonight's message is, he's an unclean Jesus. Tonight's message is, he's an unclean Jesus. And it's for those of us who know we need Jesus to touch us, to stretch out his hand to us. We need Jesus to take us by the hand and command us, like he did J. Ives' little daughter, just like he did J. Ives' 12-year-old daughter. We need, need him to take us by the hand and command us to get up. Because some of us got ourselves in some situations and some issues. And we need Jesus right now to command us to leave a kumai. Cool Little girl, get up. Somebody else, get up. Man, get up. Woman, get up. Boy, get up. We need Jesus to get personally involved. We need Jesus Jesus to get personally involved with what's going on with us, what's going on with us, in us, and around us. No, we are not ashamed to call him our Lord and Savior because what looks unclean to you, trust me, that's, your opi- that's just your opinion. Because what looks looks unclean to you is really just his love and his compassion on display. Something this world is lacking. And so we rejoice. And so we rejoice that you would think he's unclean. And so we rejoice that you would think he's unclean. Really? Is that really what you thought? I know this message is entitled "He's an unclean Jesus. But is that really what you thought? He's unclean. Is that really what you thought? Just because he had compassion. Just because he saw a woman with a knee and he wasn't afraid to touch it. He wasn't afraid to let her touch him. Just because he saw a man with lepers and he reached out his hand. I thought we all to have compassion for one another. And when we see our brother and sister in need, reach out our hand. Give to them what we had. I thought that's what the Bible said. We see our brother sister, and sister in need. We're not supposed to hold back, back our bowels of compassion. I thought that's what the word said. But yeah, Jesus is unclean. Okay. Okay. If you have an issue going on, if you are in need of any type of healing, then you should be rejoicing with me on tonight because Jesus is unclean. You should be rejoicing because Jesus is unclean. He's an unclean Jesus. And you should be expecting him. Expect him to touch you and your body be healed. Expect him to reach out his hand to you and the issue that has been a problem will be resolved. Expect to have your body expect to have your expect to have your body. Expect to have your life restored. Expect him to lift you up and all those who spoke something over you, pronounce something over you to be astonished at the power of God in your life. Somebody they even did you like they did the little girl, they pronounced you dead. But glory to God, you still here. You shall you shall live and not die. You shall live and not die. You shall live and not die. Death is not your portion. It's not your time. I don't care what they spoke over you. Expect him to lift you up. And all those who spoke something over you. You know what they said. Pronounce something over you. I pronounce I renounce I renounce every word cursing has been spoken over you tonight, spoken over your family. Because you know what they said. Whatever has been spoken over you, spoken over your family. Those that said it will be astonished at the power of God in your life. The Bible says those who witnessed what happened to J. daughter, they were completely astonished. That's Mark 5 and 42 from the NIV. Expect to be astonished. And for those watching you, spying on you, to be completely astonished as well. Because some of y'all got some eye spies. They'll never tell you they're watching you and keeping up with your progress, but they know everything you're doing. And they're going to see how Jesus, Jesus is going to move in your life. They're going to see Jesus blow your mind and blow they, their mind in the process. Since they peeping, trying to keep up with everything, expect it in faith. I need you to expect it in faith on tonight. Expect it in Jesus' name. What he did, what he did, what he done, what he done before, he will do again. What he has done for one, he will do for you. So be it. Amen. So be it. Amen. Give me a minute. Amen. Now the Bible says, this is for those of you that are tuning in and you're not saved. The Bible says, if you're not saved, according to Romans ten nine and 10 from the NIV. if you declare with your mouth, that's all you got to do, declare with your mouth, that same mouth you've been talking with all day saying some stuff you know and stuff you don't know. You've been talking all day. I need you to put all that in part and get serious and focus on the Lord tonight. And I need you to declare with your mouth because you don't have a one mouth. So you need to get it right on tonight. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe it in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it's with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it's with your mouth that you profess your faith and say it Again, that's Romans ten nine and 10 from the NIV. Somebody, that's you. I pray that you receive the Lord on tonight. It's just that simple. Just be serious. Just be serious and open your mouth and speak to him. And receive him. And allow him to receive you. Allow him to receive you. Don't put up no fight. Don't get scared. Ain't nothing spooky about it Just receive him and allow him to receive you In other words The same way you would open up your heart In a relationship and give that person a chance I'm telling you on tonight Give my Jesus a chance He's the Jesus of Nazareth he's the, Je- he's the Jesus that went up on the cross And died for you He's the Jesus that touched you Tonight when he didn't have to He's the Jesus that's going to deliver your family When he didn't have to He's the Jesus that allowed himself to be talked about just so he could heal, just so this woman could get her healing. And today, tonight, you could hear this message come forth because he already knew about all this. ain't nothing new under the sun. Don't get it twisted. He already knew that you would be listening to the sound of my voice whenever you listen. He already knew that you would be ready to receive. So tonight is your time to receive, Receive receiving in the name of Jesus. Now, other announcements, if you feel led to go, because you were touched by this word and you know that Jesus is moving in your life, he's touching you. Things are turning around for you tonight and you know it and you want to put a seed on it. You can do that if you feel led to, but only if you feel led to. But I don't want nobody to say prophet states ask for money because I'm not. I used to didn't even say this. If you go back and listen to some of my early messages, I used to didn't even say this. But the Lord told me to. Give you all the chance to sow if you want to. If you don't, that's fine too. So it don't matter because how I sow, how I sow affects my life, and how you sow affects your life. So this is about you. This is your opportunity if you want to. If you feel led to sow into this ministry, the PayPal is PayPal dot me slash prolificifier. PayPal dot me slash prolificifier, or you can access the cash app. The cash out would be the dollar symbol prolific fire. fire, the P is capital, the F is capital, written all together with the dollar sign, dollar sign in front prolific fire. As usual, you can find me on Twitter at prolific fire on Instagram at property Stacy, like the prolific ministry, Facebook page. Also, you can um, send me a friend request on my personal page. My name is Stacey Golar, G-H-O-L-A-R, if you want to. I don't never. You can join that page if you can find it. Also, check out com. You can donate. You can send in prayer requests. You can learn about sponsoring a child through World Vision. Also, you can you can DM me or inbox me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter about sponsoring a child if you would like to. And I'll be glad to reach out to you and talk to you about that. I've been a sponsor since 1997. I've been a World Vision Ambassador for a couple of years as well, which, just mean, which means I sponsor some children. Out of my own pocket, I sponsor some children. Glory to God. Glad to be able to do so. I give God all the glory and the praise for everything he allows me to do for those children every month. But then I'm a World Vision ambassador, which means I'm always looking for other sponsors that can help other children because I believe that we can touch one child's life and change their life, one child at a time. But World Vision always says when you sponsor one child, it's like you're sponsoring four because although you're sponsoring that one child, four other children in that same community will benefit from that sponsorship. So if that child eats, four other children going to eat. If, if that child gets benefits, that other child will get the other children will get benefit too because it's in their community. It's a part of their community. They gonna, they're not gonna get everything that the sponsor child will get, but they're gonna get they're gonna get some of the benefit. If clean water comes to their neighborhood, to their community, guess what? They are gonna take part in that clean water too because they live there too. Just like if somebody put a pump outside of my house and say it's for the neighborhood. we all going to be running to that pump getting what we need. It's simple as that. That's a, the that's a best example I can give you tonight. If you have a prayer request and you don't want to reach out to me by inboxing me or DMing me, your next opportunity for prayer, for spiritual encouragement, will be Friday night with my sister in ministry. Join us. But so faith on the line will prophesy. It's a time of prayer and encouragement. The Lord is always there with us. He's true to his word. He said, well, there's two or three, two or three gathering in his name. He'll be there in the midst. He said that and he always does it on faith on the line every Friday night. Friday night, 8 Eastern, 7 Central 5 Pacific by calling the same number that many of you call tonight. Three four seven four two six three seven eight two. Your prayer request will be taken in too. So call in. Even if you don't have no prayer request, you do yourself a favor just by sitting in the atmosphere and receiving. Just by listening to the prayer, listening to the encouragement. And and if anybody calls in, they need prayer. Whatever whatever's being prayed over them, it might be for you too. So receive that as well. Just because your name ain't on it, don't mean it don't fit you. You know, you know. You know when something is for you. I didn't call out your name in this message, but I'm quite sure you know if it was for you or not. So join her, join us on Friday night, 8 Eastern, 765 Pacific. Again, the number is It will be up on all my social media platforms, so you can't miss it. And then join me back here on Prolific Fire for, for another word from the Lord. Same night time and place. I'm not going to tell you the name of the message because the Lord is still talking to me about it. So it's however he want to go. Just tune in and see what he's going to say and how he's going to move. So God be the glory. Everybody have an awesome night in the Lord. I'm out.